When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, earlier today we were joined live in studio by CSU head football coach Jay Norvell. Really, really appreciate him giving me some of his time and for CSU for including me on the Denver Media Tour. I obviously get to speak with Jay up in Fort Collins all the time. It's not as if I don't have access to him, but it did mean a lot to me to be included on this. I mean, he called into Altitude this morning, talked to the TV stations, did my podcast and met with the Denver Post. And to me, you know, that that's just kind of a recognition of the, the role that we hold in the, the media sphere or whatever. And I may not reach the same amount of people as traditional TV does, but it, it meant a lot to me and it was really validating that CSU included us. So a huge shout out to Jay Norvell for being willing to participate, for being a great interviewee. You guys are really going to enjoy this uh, big shout out to Kyle Neves for helping put it together and Tim Cassidy as well for coming down. It, it was really cool. I hope we can get more CSU people down at DNVR in the future, particularly after our remodels done. But I'm going to stop blabbering on, get to that interview with Jay from earlier today. Real quick, get in on the hottest sports action for your shot at cold hard cash with DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet on your favorite sports all summer long and gear up for the football season. Right now, new customers can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Just make your first bet up to a grand, and if it doesn't hit, you're going to get another shot at a big win. Plus, DraftKings offers same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, props. Your betting options, they feel endless. It's a great time to get your futures bets in for the football season. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, risk-free bet paid out in the form of a non-withdrawable free bet token. Maximum of $1,000 restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to shout out our friends over at Athletic Greens. Guys, AG1 has literally changed my life. It's a product I use every day. I wanted better gut health. I wanted more energy and optimized immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins if you listen to this podcast. I don't know. I just I choke on them. I don't like the taste. That's why this is great. You pour it straight in your water, straight in your orange juice. Boom. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. You don't necessarily have to take it in the morning, but it's just a great way to start your day right. 
special blend of ingredients helps support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things you should probably be worried about. Again, I just pour it directly into my orange juice or water in the morning. It's kind of got like a tropical taste if you put it in the water. That's why I think it blends well with the orange juice, but it's not super strong, goes down smooth. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan-free, dairy-free, gluten-free, you're good. Less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything. Costs you less than $3 a day, but you're investing in your health. I mean, when you think about it that way, it's it's really a bargain. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes, trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. And finally, they're a climate-neutral certified company. In 2020, AG purchased carbon credits that support projects protecting old-growth rainforests. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out after your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash rams. That's athleticgreens.com slash rams. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I am super fortunate to be joined by head CSU football coach Jay Norvell live in studio. This is a big deal. First time we've ever had a CSU coach here. Jay, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having us. I know uh, first things first, on Saturday, you guys have got the, the women's e- clinic coming yep. up, hosted by your wife, Kim. Yep. Why is this e- event important to the Norvell family? Uh, it's just really important. You know, so many of our fans are, are ladies, are females, and um, we wanted to do a special event for the women. And, and uh, so we'll do chalk talk. We'll do uh, a live auction. And then we'll actually do drills on the field with uh, with the ladies that are there. I think the thing that makes it, it, the event unique is that our players are involved. Yeah. So our whole football team will be there, and they'll get to know and interact with our, our guys and really get to know them as people. And uh, it's just so much fun. And all the proceeds go to, to Ram Strength uh, and, and the and Cancer um, uh, Foundation and also uh, – to our nutrition program for our players. So it's it's a great cause as well. Uh, I've been fortunate these last couple of practices to uh, talk with Kim a little bit about the event, just to get to know her a little bit. One of the things that, that stood out to me back at your intro presser back in, gosh, December, it's been a long time now, mm-hmm. was the way you spoke about your family and, and mm-hmm. the high reverence in which you hold them to, how important they are to you. Mm-hmm. How important is that for you individually just to have that balance, to have the family life and be able to tune out of football for a little well, bit? It's very important. And, you know, and I've, I'm a guy that's been coaching for three decades. I've been at some of the great programs in the country, you know, Oklahoma, UCLA, Nebraska, Wisconsin, uh, played at Iowa, you know, and the intensity and the pressure to coach at those places. I also coached in the NFL with the Colts and the Raiders and um, having that support uh, to be able to do something I love is amazing. You know, and so many times when you start a new job, you you have a built-in network of friends from coaches and staff that you work with. Your family doesn't always have that. 
And so I just appreciate my wife. It's really a family business. You know, my wife and my son are involved in everything we do and supporting our kids and our program. So I'm just very fortunate to have such a supportive partner in, in Kim. Is that something you keep in mind, perhaps with maybe some of the coaches on your staff? Because, I mean, I, I interned for CSU football for a couple of years in college. And one of the things I realized was just how many of the coaches are away from their families yeah. because a lot of them are moving around from year yes. to year. That's got to be really hard for those up and comers. It's difficult. And, and uh, unfortunately, you know, some some coaches' wives don't understand the commitment mm-hmm. that it takes to, to really coach. And it's it's never balanced. You know, you never spend as much time with your family as you'd like, but the quality time that you spend is really important. And, um, you know, and it's important for young guys starting off in the business to understand that commitment and their families to understand. I think one of the great things we have is is Tim Cassidy is – is one of the great veterans in our in our business and he does a great job talking to the wives and 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 letting them understand the expectations of their husband throughout the year what is what does your day look like as as far as family time obviously you know your son's out at practice yep. uh, kim comes to practice sometimes with chip big fan of your dog <laughs> chip norvell got a couple questions about him but i mean what's what's the day look like do you guys get some time in the morning do you have you know your time at night that you just kind of lay out as family time yeah i i usually get up sometime between four and five depending on the day and uh, so I get up, I exercise, I meditate, pray in the morning. I have a routine that I do. Um, and then I go to work. I really like setting our schedule to where we get our work done early in the day. Yeah. And it wasn't always like that. You know, when I was in the NFL, you know, we worked from, from daybreak until late into the evening. Um, I try to get our coaches home uh, around dinner time, after dinner. So they can see their families. We got a lot of coaches that have young kids, and uh, I just don't think it's right for coaches to not see those kids on a regular basis. So we're usually back home in the evenings, uh, depending on where we are game planning, and and uh, and I, that's the way I like it. I usually come home and Kim and I pick something out to watch on Netflix or something, and and uh, a series or something like that, and, and spend a, a, an hour or two just kind of hanging out talking. You all caught up on Yellowstone? I am. I'm, I'm, I've caught up on Yellowstone. Uh, um, I'm watching a, a Seinfeld series, the the comedians and coffee right now. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. good. It's it's interesting. I, I'd love to be. I'd love to come back as Jerry Seinfeld, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, be able to go out and have coffee with your friends on a Tuesday morning and call it work. In your uh, two hundred thousand dollar car, <laughs> right, rare, rare exactly. sports car, <laughs> exactly. I, I've heard you're a big Dairy Queen guy. That that's a part of the routine. That's like one Dairy of your guilty Queen. pleasures. I, I love Dairy Queen. I I can be probably caught at Dairy Queen most nights, and uh, you know, a medium Snickers Blizzard is 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 my go-to. And uh, but yeah, that's my guilty pleasure at night. And and Chip even gets a pup cup every <laughs> once in a while, you know. And uh, but no, I I love Dairy Queen. It's awesome. I feel like it's probably got to help to be able to have even if it's only an hour or two because you know you mentioned being in the nfl working up from sun up to sundown can you even really like do your best work if you're that fried like as a writer i almost need that too you know just take an hour and, it's, and refresh it's really it's really uh it's been a learning experience for me as a coach and and i've been at the spectrum where guys just work day and night and um 
there's a there's a diminishing return, you know, with the time that you spend. You know, and I found that the most important time that we have during the day is the time we spend with our players. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we've done is we've really tried to simplify our offense and defensive schemes, and especially for college athletes. These guys have class, you know, they have all these other responsibilities. They're not professionals. And so you got to really hone in schematically on what you can do with them. And that's why I love our air raid offense, because it's really simple. Um, they get a lot of repetitions at it, and they can be, be very diverse, but also uh, uh, very skilled at what we do. And, and that's really served us well. At what point in your coaching career did you move to that split practices? Was that something that was recommended to you? Or, I mean, did you yeah. come up with it on your own? I, I, you know, I did. And, and it was kind of something that over the years we've had to do it because of certain things, uh, whether it's number of players or time. Um, but it's something that we really developed in the COVID uh, year. Um, you know, at Nevada, we could only have we couldn't have a hundred players on the field at yeah. the same time, so we had to split up, split them up. And it's also something that's very common in basketball. You know, basketball will split their practices up, and they'll ask the big men to come in. You know, at at nine, and then they'll have their guards come in at you know at, at ten, and they'll just work on drills that are specific to their position. And so we kind of do that in football too. And and it's been something that's allowed us to get a lot of repetitions. It's helped our, our new players start to understand our system better. And it's helped us to build depth uh, in a season. You know, there's going to be a lot of backup players that have to play during the year. And, you know, doing the split practices allows us to give them the, the repetitions and the experience they need to be able to understand the schemes that they, they're going to be plugged into in the fall. I could really see it you know, taking off and being the way most teams choose to practice just because, I mean, in years past, not all the practice was open, but the the parts that we got to watch, you know, a lot of the threes and fours for, you know, an hour at a time would essentially just be standing around. No doubt. And, and this, you know, we literally have nobody standing around, yeah. you know, uh, um, you know, our threes and fours, you know, really get as many reps as our ones and twos. And, and that's so different than most camps. Um, you know, I just think that our job is to develop players in college football. It's recruit really talented young men and then to develop them into good players. And the only way you can really develop is by doing. Yeah. You know, you have to make mistakes. You have to be able to watch yourself on film. And uh, and that's where you grow as a player. And we've had a ton of young kids get in a lot of situations, two-minute, red zone, goal line, um, situations that they would never experience in a normal practice and so that's been great for us and and hopefully we're we're getting these kids ahead of the bar has the has the red shirt changed these last couple years where you're allowed to play up to four games and keep your red shirt has that made camp just a little less stressful i'm sure it's still extremely stressful but your roster doesn't have to be concrete week one i think it's an awesome rule it's one of the best rules uh in my you know in my years of coaching that they've come up with, you know, it used to be if a kid played one play, yeah, his year was was uh, taken away uh, and he couldn't redshirt. And that just seems so unfair to me. And now they can play up to, to four games and still keep their redshirt. And so what we like to do is some of the kids, we may play them in the preseason and see where they are. 
Um, other kids, we may wait, you know, and, and, you know, the last month of the season, um, they may get a chance to play because of injuries or depth problems. So there's, there's a fine line and, and we'll do make different decisions with different kids. Um, but I think it's a great rule. And, and if we have a good talented player, we're going to try to play him as freshmen in at least four games. How many receivers do you expect to see the field this year? Cause yeah. I mean, in this offense, just naturally, all the routes they're running, I yep. got to imagine it's eight plus. Yeah, that's pretty close. I would say, I would say, uh, you know, we'll have two deep. We'll give us six, and I would say probably eight, eight plus, depending on what what happens at tight end. And um, but we just use so many receivers, and we run so much in practice, and so you got to have. You know, when I first got hired I looked at the roster and I think they only had like six receivers on the roster and I just said we we have to get 12 to 14 just to be able to practice and so we've been able to do that you know some of our best young players are those receivers um we had a couple kids make some incredible plays yesterday um and so we're going to see a lot of young players this year especially in that receiver room is that I mean when you see Justice Ross Simmons go up and make a one-handed catch over a former four-star db that started as a true freshman do you kind of have to remind yourself sometimes like all right it's still scrimmage one but this kid's legit you know and that's that's the beauty of how we practice we try to put these kids in situations that they're going to be in in the game and we want it to be as game-like and competitive as possible so they get those experiences so it's so important for our kids to go into canvas stadium and be in a game situation, whether it's a two-minute drill or red zone or goal line, um, and feel comfortable, you know, because they need to play in that environment. Yeah. And so those experiences are so valuable to us. And, you know, we had a good old-fashioned scrimmage yesterday. You know, last year when I was at Nevada, we had a veteran team. I kind of knew what we had. And I just wanted to get guys of the season healthy. We didn't scrimmage as much. You know, this year... We have so many moving pieces, 59 new players, everybody on offense new, um, new quarterback, new center, um, all the new faces on defense. We just have to we have to find out about our team and give them a chance to gain some chemistry. And so, you know, we're going to be a work in progress, especially early in the year, figuring out which players fit in which spots. Um, but as we go, uh, I think we're going to really start to dial into that, you know, Yesterday was ugly at times, um, and, that, and that was by design. You know, I, I designed that scrimmage, you know, to put the offense in the hardest positions. I mean, minus they start one. at the two-yard line. Yeah. And, uh, but it, it's humbling, and I think it's important to get humbled early so you really know that you have a lot of work to do and that we really got to get focused to get ready for game one. As a coach, I'm sure it's satisfying to watch, you know, that Nevada offense last year with Carson and – all the weapons on the outside, Romeo, who's tearing it up for the Packers. Yeah. But is there a part of you that enjoys this part more, the the build and getting to start over and teach everybody everything? This is really our life's work. I mean, we love our football. We love how we teach it. And we love seeing this new group of kids learn it from the ground up. And, and we, we're really just building a foundation of understanding. And this offense really takes off as kids get the number of repetitions and really make it part instinctual to them. You know, when I was in the NFL, the best defenses were 
the ones that played in they weren't complicated but they played very instinctually that's what we try to do on offense and and in the air raid is we give the kids tons of repetitions these plays become their own and then they could put their creative wrinkle on it to make it make it special and and um, you know that's what all these young receivers were getting. You know our quarterback is getting used to these brand new kids that just came on campus, and so there's a there's a lot of growing that's going on on that practice field. But we want to get better every day, and um, you know as we go through the season, we should see a lot of improvement. It seems like Freddie Banks kind of used defense similarly. He was like, "Look, if you can only do one or two things really well, that's what we're going to have you do. We're not going to ask you to do too much, right. but the things you do do." We want you to do it right. Yes. I think that's really the secret to coaching. I I think coaching is give and take between players and coaches. And I think a lot of what we do in practice is we're, we're probing. We're kind of seeing what these kids can do. We're putting them in situations where they have to show what they can do. And then as coaches, it's our job to put them in positions where they, they can utilize their strengths and um, and don't make them do things that, that are a weakness of theirs, let them do things that are strengths of theirs and, and put them in that position. And I think that's a real secret to coaching. I think a lot of times coaches don't put their kids in situations to have success and that's really their fault. And so we work really hard to find out what we have, what we can do, and, and then to put them in situations where they can have success. Was the decision to go to a four two five? was that something you knew before you wanted to hire Freddie or was that like a joint decision? How, how did that process yes. go along? So, so um, we, we've been running this scheme at Nevada uh, the last couple of years, and Freddie was part of that introduction and teaching that. Um, really want to be able to put pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the probably the best way to do that uh, is to have four down rushers uh, and, 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 and then play coverage behind it. And if you can generate pressure without blitzing, boy, that's, you can really play good defense. And so that's what we're, we want to recruit great defensive ends that can pass rush, active inside tackles that can put pressure on the quarterback, and, um, and really bump and run res, uh, defensive backs that play a lot of man coverage. And so um, Freddie really understands that system. He had great success at Montana State last year. And it's really a continuation from what we had at Nevada. How much are you going to have to rely on these safeties and, you know, the nickelbacks? Because those are probably the most experienced guys you have on on that defense. You know, I I just – I love having some experience at safety and nickel. So much of uh, defense is you have to be good down the middle. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to be good with your nose tackles. you got to be good with your middle linebacker. And your safeties have to be knowledgeable. Um, But just having experienced guys back there that – they're really the last line of defense. And, uh, you know, if you break down at, in, at your safety position, you're giving up touchdowns. And so it's really calming to me as a coach knowing that we have experience back there and they can help everybody get lined up where they need to be. Aiden Hector's a guy who was recruited as a corner, started at safety as a true freshman. Where do you guys kind of see him factoring into the secondary? You know, we're really taking a good, hard look at, at him uh, – and that's one of the reasons we had so many scrimmage snaps yesterday is we wanted to see these new guys and where they can help us. And he's a guy that can play safety. He's a guy that can play nickel. He may even grow into a will linebacker. He's such a stout, strong kid. But uh, 
had good experience at Washington State. Um, we're just really excited about him. Played in this system before. So he's got so, so many great qualities. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're looking for playmakers. Yeah. Guys that can make plays, make tackles, make interceptions, strip the ball. And he's got all of those qualities. Have you seen the growth out of the linebackers that you've been looking for? You know, I'm really pleased with uh, what I've seen from the linebackers just from the spring to now. Yeah. Uh, I think we have some guys that, are, that have been hurt that are back on the practice field. We're more athletic. We're running into the ball better. And uh, I think that's a really encouraging position for us. You know, one of the things I think uh, Jordan Simmons has done a great job with our team, getting them in great shape. I think they're stronger. I think they're in better condition. And, um, you know, I think that's going to serve them better for the fall. And, um, you know, we, we're a team that want to be good in the second half and, and really good in the second half of the season. And that's been a weakness of CSU yeah. the last five years. And so we're very honest about that. Uh, we want to finish and we want to we start fast in September, really build momentum in October. But we want to give ourselves a chance in November to be competing for a championship and, and go into a bowl game. So to do that, we have to continue to get better every day. Is that what would constitute a success to you? I mean, obviously in an ideal world, 12-0, win the championship. Right. That's what you guys would all love to do. Right. But just be better in November than you were in August, be in the mix, compete for a bowl game. Absolutely. I, I try to keep things simple with our team. You know, I tell them that their job as a CSU football player is to get better every day. And if we continue to do that, you know, I like to keep it simple. Tom House is one of my heroes. He's, he was a former pitching coach and, and trains uh, major league pitchers and, and also NFL quarterbacks. But he puts it real simple. As a competitor, you prepare, you compete, and then you reflect. And then the next day you do it all over again and you try to do it better. That's all we do every day in practice is prepare, go out and compete as hard as you can, and then, and then reflect and try to be better the next day. And, and, and if we do that every day you know, for the next five months, um, we're going to have a good finished product. I know you got to get going here, so I don't want to take up too much <laughs> of your time. But just between now and September 3rd, what's kind of the, the biggest goal for this team? Just the chemistry come together. And, and, and I think we have some really talented players, um, you know, like our offensive line. We have four guys that are college starters. They just played at different schools. Yeah. Never played together. So they're experienced football players, but they just have not the continuity of playing together they haven't had. So we have to, we have to really do that quickly. You know? We have to get all our kids together. I think there's going to be – uh, learning curve in in that first month of the season we're going to have our ups and downs but as we get into conference play boy we got to gel and really continue to improve and and i'm excited to get to work on that to see it all come together um you know we're a very young team 59 new players whole new offense mostly new defense um so there's going to be a learning curve, but I'm anxious to see these kids compete. we got some very exciting players. It should be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I said yesterday after the scrimmage. Look, high variance. you got a redshirt freshman quarterback, all experienced linemen, but coming together, all these new players. You're going to see the good. You're going to see the yep. moments where it's like, oh, they look like a team with 60 new players. Right. But it's exciting. 
Jay, thank you so much for joining me in studio. This is incredible. Um, before you go here, do you have any book recommendations? I know you're yeah, a big reader. You know, one of my favorite books, and I like to read it in, in uh, training camp, is a Parcells' memoir. And, uh, you know, Bill Parcells, one of the great coaches, obviously a Hall of Fame coach, but he had to start uh, so many programs, coached at Air Force, actually. Yeah. And uh, um, but was with the Giants, was with the Jets, was with New England, was with the Cowboys, um, and had to rebuild all those programs. And uh, with was with so many great coaches, Al Groh, one of his coaches, a friend of mine, and we talk a lot on the phone. And and obviously Belichick and all the great players that he touched. And so just a, a great football man. You know, I I really pride myself in being a football man. You know, not just a an offensive coach, not just a head coach, but understand recruiting, development, staff organization, and really looking at an entire program and help building it into a winner. And so I love studying people like him uh, because he's done it so many times and seen a lot of problems in the process, and you can learn so much from that. So uh, that's a great book uh, for anybody that loves football. You heard the man. Pick it up. I'm getting it on the way home. Jay Norvell, live from the DNVR studio. Thank you so much. Thank you.